Hey guys, I'm Rick. And I'm Dean, and I am joined by my co-hosts, friends, and family. Um, <laughs> of course, you guys know them from the Winning Ticket Podcast, and we have the Della Lunas uh, with us, uh, two movie and theater uh, buffs. Um, it's going to be a great episode, and of course, we got the, the rated group. So this is a crossover episode. It's a nice little swap cast, The Rated Pod, which is um, one of the shows that I'm on and also The Winning Ticket, another show that I am on. So, um, Rick, do you want to say hi to the people in the room? Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, it's it's cool to be on with the Della Lunas and also Zach, who will maybe put his two cents in here and there in the background, which yeah. I'm very yeah. excited for. I will be playing the role of Stat Boy and <laughs> Simpleton because, <laughs> quite frankly... Uh, I my knowledge relating to these awards are minimal, and I've probably seen. I'm gonna go ahead and say probably under 10 percent of the films. <laughs> so that. I, I will be playing <laughs> the role of hey, explain this to me for some uh, as somebody who does not, sure. you know, get involved mm-hmm. with this typically. Oh, that's well, great. And, yeah, and Rick, honestly, let, let me just jump out r- no, really please. quickly and officially welcome you to the Winning Ticket Podcast as well, because we will be releasing this on that platform. Yeah, and um, for for people who are diehard rated uh, listeners, if we get into um, some betting numbers a little bit, um, that's the reason why. So just bear with us there. But um, we're gonna break down and review and give you the betting angles. We're just gonna completely unpack the Oscars and get into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about that. It's it's. Cool to have my first recording on the Winning Ticket podcast. Uh, I've been looking forward to it. Um, one thing, too, for the rated podcast listeners that I want to get into a little bit is um, our guests, the uh, uh, the newlywed couple, John and Becca Della Luna. Um, Dean and I are Dean and I are pretty much the equivalent of the audience score of Rotten Tomatoes. That's what our podcast is basically about. We're not uh, critics or anything, but we don't know too much about the artistic values and things that go into movies and such. We're really more, is this fun to watch? Do we like it? And um, so we brought John and Becca on with us today. They have uh, both, I think, theater degrees, maybe English degrees as well. They're a lot more qualified. So John and Becca, if I'm missing something, could you fill us in on what makes you a hell of a lot more qualified to talk about the best picture nominees and Oscar movies and actors Hey, listen, the, the great thing about the movies, right, Hollywood, is that cinema is subjective. And, you know, what your opinion of a movie is can't really be counted wrong. So um, one thing I'll say about the Oscars is it's it's changed over the years. This is the it's in the 90s, uh, 90 years it's been going on. And I say this quite frequently. Usually the best movie of the year doesn't win Best Picture. Um, mm-hmm. Just just like with Best Picture and a lot of the other awards, there is a lot of marketing that happens in Hollywood, a lot of campaigning. You know, movie houses pay yeah. um, for for their campaigns to really, you know, for a big star to finally get their Oscar for their film, which they know if a film wins an Oscar, the revenue for the movie goes yeah. up. So, you know, you're just as qualified as all of us. Um, you know, when, when a movie is really good, a lot of people can see that, right? There's not a lot of people are going to say, well, The Godfather's not a good film. Um, you know, it's it's really about plucking those those hidden gems uh, out of these. And there's there's quite a few of them in this Oscar pool. There's some snubs. Um, there's some actors, directors, screenwriters that have a lot of, you know, name recognition. Um, you'll find perfect example um, is Tom Hanks this year is being nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I think he's the fourth f- uh, highest uh, mm-hmm. favorite um, to win in that category. Yeah. And it's Tom fucking Hanks. <laughs> so, you know, it's... 
there's a lot of moving parts and mm -hmm. it's really about trusting your instincts. I know for the winning ticket side of things, we're really going to, you know, uh, talk about mm -hmm. value. Um, when it comes to betting the Oscars specifically, there's a lot of favorites that are very high favorites, you yes. know, minus 1000 odds. And usually if they're the odds on favorites, there's not a whole lot of upsets that happen in the Oscar, uh, Oscar realm. But for the rated side of things, there's certainly plenty of upsets that can happen. Mm -hmm. And there's a case that you can say, hey, not for nothing, Scarlett Johansson was amazing in Marriage Story. She should beat out someone like Renee Zellweger for just playing, you know, a, a, another, another famous person. So. Now, let me interject as the local idiot. I <laughs> <laughs> love this. <laughs> so, but this is not, right? So, who, no, I'm not, not. Uh -huh. I, what I'm right. trying to say we'll is who nominates, well, not the nominations, who ultimately has the final say on who wins what award? Who votes on? So, so, what is the Academy? The Academy is a, is a group of filmmakers selected, I think, based on their contributions over the over the years for wow. cinema. Like I know Steven Spielberg is on the committee. Really, he, he votes on a lot of the categories. But like, so so a cinematographer wouldn't vote for best actor necessarily. Okay. And I think if you reach a certain amount of status, and again, you can find this on the Academy Award website, um, wow. you reach a certain it's status in Hollywood, <laughs> um, where where you vote on those categories. So mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg would vote for director. He'd probably vote for a lot of those kinds of ones. But usually it's people in your field. So yeah. fun fact, I just looked up as <laughs> Stat Boy. There's more than 7,000 people yeah, in the Academy, it's, it's which massive. I it's massive. had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just... Hundreds of people per, just like with the SAG Awards, award. anybody mm -hmm. who's part of SAG can vote on the, yeah. on the movies. Oh, wow. Anybody nominated. So what is the, the SAG, back for people who don't know movie lingo? SAG. Uh, screenwriters and Actors Guild. Yep, wow. Exactly. Okay. So okay. think of a lot of actors. So, you have to have a SAG card in order to act in a film. Yeah. Really? You are not legally allowed to earn money from a major motion picture without having your SAG card, wow. which notoriously is very difficult for a lot of young actors to get. It usually takes a lot of work to mm -hmm. get that. That's why when you hear fellow actors going, I finally got my SAG card, it's a pretty big, it's a big deal. Wow. But I believe that there's a, a negative effect to it. I don't think you can do anything outside of SAG after Ex that, right? Exactly. Okay. Or is that with the union? I can't remember. No, that's what's that. You can't SAG. do a non-SAG uh, film, but usually you reach SAG status. You're, you're so usually a big if player. a film is like independent, then could still be associated with SAG. Depends. Or... It, yeah. it depends wow. on the movie house. So, so like if we were making a movie, then we couldn't have a SAG actor because nope. we are not in any kind of organization. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, exactly. that is so interesting. Right. Yeah, just, just a lot of at, people at would least, ask. At least for legal compensation. Yeah. You know, we we don't have to pay that actor. We'll pay them pay them the Bitcoin illegally. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so so from the betting side of things, um, and guys, this is something even if you are just a, a rated listener, uh, you definitely want to check us out at the Winning Ticket Podcast. And if you are a winning ticket podcast listener, you um, should yeah. definitely check us out at Rated. Um, you Some, can look something a little different, you know. You're not you're not spending twenty four seven betting everything. And, so I'm sure you're watching content. And Rated if you're both, I'm sorry. Just listen to both episodes, so it looks good <laughs> in the metrics. But anyway, um, <laughs> if you're not a huge better, um, Rick, you, I know that you're not uh, much of a sports gambler, but a lot of people have Oscar parties where they do have like a prop mm -hmm. sheet, and it's. Mm -hmm. it, like the Super Bowl of movies. Yep. So, um, John, I actually know that on DraftKings they have a, a free pool with some obscure categories. So, yeah. um, before we kind of get into some of those, um, what have you guys like? What what's your favorite? I guess award. Who's your biggest favorite that that you are? What are you rooting for, really? I guess on sure. Sunday. So, um, I'll start back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened to ladies first, Jono? 
So, so naturally, you usually split between the tech awards and and the big awards. The big awards being the mm. big five: actor, actress, picture, director, all those. Mm. And the tech awards, you know, best editing, sound mixing, mm. stuff that you know most people usually don't know the names for. They might be, you know, getting some snacks, making a bathroom break during those. Okay. Um, so there, I mean, there are a couple that. I looked at this angle from a betting perspective, naturally, um, because I think I think about what's the best value. So something perfect example, right? I, sound editing and sound mixing. The film, the film that's getting the most buzz is 1917. That's the one that's projected to win the most Oscars. In fact, you can bet on DraftKings over or under six Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I, I can't remember what it's how many it's nominated for. Maybe a uh, stat boy could look that up for I, me. I'm on it. Um, <laughs> but something like that, sound editing, sound mixing, that's the favorite. Minus two fifty odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I this this is one of those where you could try to find an underdog. I think it's fruitless. What, what do you think, Beck? It's I, I don't think it's worth it. Let for, me for for editing, too let much. me interject quickly. For, uh, for nineteen seventeen right now. Uh, they are favored to win six or more at plus 100. Okay. Five Ooh. or less is minus 137. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Six Academy Awards, let me tell you, it's it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to any over-unders, just as as a personal thing, I would take unders. Okay. Um, just, just because, again, unless there's – there, I think of a film like uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, which was mm-hmm. nominated for like 13 and 111. It pretty much – it swept. There's no film this year, not even close, that's going to perform such a sweep. There's a lot of different kinds of films out. And I think the Academy ever since then, you know, Return of the King is talking about almost, it's what, almost 20 years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. It was a different Academy. This Academy wants to be diverse. They want to be inclusive. They want to give out awards to multiple people. Bookmark that. I have have a take about the diversity thing. That's pretty good. Uh, Same, actually. (laughs) So so something like that, like sound and mixing. So I'm going to stay away from those. Mm -hmm. Um... Some of the ones that that I think are that might be worth um, some of your money. Um, I'm a big animation fan, so for winning ticket listeners, they might be kind of surprised about that. Um, I love animation. I love the medium. I love all the films. Um, you know, when, when they're when they're done the right way. Um, you know, when they're it's not a movie like Wonder Park or something like that. And if anyone knows what that movie is, it's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, no, I've never heard of it. So I'm looking at I'm looking at best animated feature film. Why? Um, the favorite is Toy Story 4 at minus 125. I like that a lot. There's also another one in Claws that's minus 112, which I know yep. has been on rated before. Yes. That it's the was... only other one with minus odds in the category, which was interesting to me. Yeah, and just from a personal standpoint, um, yeah. did, did you guys see it? Did you see? I saw, I saw both. Yeah. I would definitely say it, it's fantastic. It's, it's a good movie. And now it's a Christmas movie. It, it right. is still winter. It's a Netflix it, film. It, it is definitely, yeah. um, it's very feelsy. Uh, we, we recapped it on mm-hmm. this episode. And rated uh, Rick and I both loved it. So um, personally, I'm going to let my fandom get in. If I if I were to bet on one of these, I think I would take Klaus only because I didn't see Toy Story four mainly because I thought it was a money grab. It was. Okay. Yeah, and I personally don't like things like that. So like yeah. be- before we get too deep into some of these uh, mm-hmm. minutia, Becca, what what awards are you like rooting for? Who are you um, kind of like? Who who are you excited to see on Sunday? Well, as a Broadway lover, if I'm not mistaken. Cats? Yes, exactly. Cats nominated for exactly zero Academy Awards as, expe- as expected. Yeah, that was I'm a- sure plenty of Razzies, though, right? There has to, it has to kill it at the Razzies this year. Somebody I'm really rooting for, which I don't know if her odds are very, very high, according to this, it doesn't look like it, but Cynthia Revo, who is a Broadway superstar, 
Uh Um, She headlines uh, Harriet. Yeah. um, Which I heard was an incredible film. I unfortunately have not seen it yet, but it is Mm -hmm. on my list. I would love, love, love to see her win this. Mm -hmm. Um, The chances of it happening obviously don't look as great, but... They're slim. Yeah. She, I... I, from my experience of seeing her live, she's captivating mm-hmm. beyond belief. But another um, section that I mm-hmm. personally love to watch in the Oscars is best score. To me, a film is not a film without the music. Okay. Absolutely. And it can make it or break it. So that is so funny. Absolutely. You must have come over here and looked at my, my cheat sheet <laughs> because I actually had two things that I pulled aside really? that I, I wanted to take. And I have... Best Actress Cynthia Erivo yeah. at 2,500. I actually wow. was hearing on the streets that this might get all the way down to plus 500, that she was fantastic in it, and yes, that this is definitely one that I will more than likely be putting my real money on. And I'm, I'm going to yeah. go back and watch Harry. I didn't realize yeah. that she was yeah. a Broadway um, star. Yes. And then also original score. And, John, I would love to hear your mm-hmm. take on it. And, and, Rick, feel free to just jump in whenever. Um, I have 1917 as the original score, mainly okay. because the composer it has a really long name that I cannot pronounce. It's definitely Icelandic. They just won a Grammy for their score in Chernobyl. Okay. So I figured uh, winning right. one award a month ago yeah, there's or overlap. two weeks ago, it'll overlap Certainly. into this one. Yeah. So, Certainly. For that EGOT. So, so for – and real quick, just I just want to mention for animated film, I do think Toy Story would be the, the favorite – um, the Academy awarded Toy, Toy Story three. Fun fact was actually nominated for Best Picture when it came. Really? Out. Yes. Wow, so, yeah, so, I didn't know that. And fantastic. I said I saw under ten percent of films nominated. <laughs> I saw Toy Story four. There you go. Personally, thought it was great. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great film. I think it'll win. And at minus one twenty five, I think that's where good money is. I will say something. Um, Leica Entertainment's Missing Link plus eight hundred odds in the animated film category that won the Golden Globe. Um, the Golden Globe is the Hollywood Foreign Press. It's a lot more international uh, panel. So, um, like, is from uh, I believe it's from, from Britain. Um, it's it's not from it's not from America. At huh. least at least you know I have to check that. Honestly, I don't want to offend anybody. But that's just something to think about. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. In the animated category. Yeah, I, I'm with Dean though when it comes to the the animated films though. I guess the me and him being the the rated podcast co-host. Uh, I loved Klaus, and I also loved Toy Story Four as well, but. It's also the fourth Toy Story. It's the fourth time we've seen this. You know, it's it's not new. I think uh, yeah. Klaus is a little more fresh and different. And yeah, it's a Christmas movie, but I don't think that should take away from how it is as a movie and the perceived quality of it. I mean, Toy Story four was good. Yeah, everyone enjoyed it. But if, if I I don't I'm not a betting man, so I'm not going to bet on it. But if I had a vote, I'd be mm-hmm. voting for Klaus. Well, there's like I said, there's a lot of options. Klaus was minus one twelve, and if yeah. you want to take a, a shot on Missing Link, since it did win a big award in the past, you know, now, it's hard to take down Pixar. But I agree with you, Rick, that this is you know the fourth installment in a franchise. That's usually where there's maybe a couple of chinks in the armor, mm-hmm. um, and you could really you could really grasp at something so, here. Maybe so would, Stack, maybe Stack guy could look this up for us though. Didn't Missing Link? Bomb at the box office. <laughs> I know what you just said. I want a Golden Globe, but didn't it actually tank? Yeah, I, I think it probably make enough money. There was another film of theirs that came out that didn't do too well. It was called Kubo and the Two Strings. I heard of that. Yeah. Wasn't that a, a ripoff of Coco? No. Fantastic movie if you haven't seen Coco. Great movie. Yeah. Coco's fantastic. Here we go, Stat Boy. Here we go. The animated film landed in ninth place in its opening weekend, taking an estimated yeah. $5.8 million from yeah. 3,000 theaters. With a reported budget at $100 million and total worldwide gross wow. at $26.2 million. Oh, my God. 
a clear oh box God. office oh, wow. failure. That no, no, that's it's, definitely it's, one. It's you lose. You get nothing. Good day, sir. Like can't, you can't give that thing any awards. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out mainly because there's another notable flop in. Oh it would be more suited for our banter episode, Rick. But there is a movie that I want everyone to revisit because it did get crushed at the box office. But I think it's actually a pretty cool movie, and that is John Carter. I know. John, I know John. <laughs> John hates John Carter. Six degrees of John Carter. It always comes Yo, back. It's so funny you say this. Uh, I've never seen John Carter, and I see John Carter repeatedly on, like, biggest box office flops, worst movies yep. ever. And because I see it so often mentioned as a box office slop and being just crap, I want to see it. Like, I'm so intrigued. Like, <laughs> it's Disney. It has these, like, aliens or something or other. Like, I, it seems like something I'd like. It's about a guy from Mars, and it's actually pretty good. And yeah, yeah it flopped because it was like it um, was um, poorly, over the top, poorly marketed. They yeah, didn't know their audience. It was like, oh, we slapped the Disney name to this, so you guys should go see it and it, give us a hundred million dollars. Um, it actually wound up breaking even. Uh, it was budgeted wow. at two hundred fifty million worldwide. Yeah, that's it made it's money two eighty four, but in North America, uh, it grossly under. Underperformed. It so, so it did better than world. Missing Stink. <laughs> missing Stink for sure. Yeah, D- Disney's been bad with uh, the teenage boy demographic. Ergo, yeah, I why they money on Lucasfilm and Marvel? Yep. Because that solved that problem. Yeah, they got that. They spent all literally billion. It's a billion dollar problem that they fixed. So, so I have so, a question for the experts. So um, I'm seeing a lot of things like cinematography, screenplay, and yeah. picture. And I'll still talk what about is, score, too. I didn't want to leave that behind. Yeah. Oh, th- if you want to address that now. Yeah. Um, so the favorite is Joker, heavy favorite. Um, she won the uh, best score, Golden Globe. Mm. I'm going to butcher the name. It's a difficult one. Um, Hilder Guanadotter, I think, is the mm. name. Um, she she is the first solo woman to win the Golden Globe for best score. Okay. Um Joker being one of the movies I saw, ah, I will say that the score wasn't the biggest takeaway I had from that film. I don't remember. Um, exactly. Yeah. I, the, the other nominees in the category, 1917 and Little Women, um, they're period pieces. Usually the Academy likes any period film. Yeah. Um, Marriage Story, uh, which I thought actually had a lovely score, uh, composed by Oscar favorite uh, Randy Newman. Um, I thought the, the, Randy the short, short people, Randy Newman. Randy Newman, the you did got a friend in me, Randy yes, Newman. You got a friend in me, Randy Newman. Did marriage story he was also nominated for best song this year. Got a friend in me. Thank you, Randy. You I needed that. <laughs> you and, got and a not, friend in me. Not, not to be left John Williams for Star Wars is also nominated. Wow, but one of I, my favorites. Yeah, how does he not win? Because it, there's there's something with I don't know how the Academy works, but Star Wars being a film that has a repeat score, obviously the Star yeah. Wars theme was composed, you know, I was about to say. fifty years ago, forty years ago. Yeah. Um it's it's the long shot, and I just think that I think Joker with, with it being a female composer, mm. with her having the win, I think that's the safe mm-hmm. bet. I don't think I haven't seen nineteen seventeen or Little Women. I liked Marriage Story score, that's not enough for it to, mm-hmm. to earn the win. Um, but I just don't think there's another shot here. But um, mm-hmm. there's that. And then I guess keeping in music, I'll say best original song. Again, the favorite is going to be from Rocket Man called Love Me Again. Um, uh, another movie I saw, Rocket Man. I just saw it on my plane home from yeah. Orlando last week. So you've seen the most amount of the movies. Right? <laughs> so, so far, it seems like. And uh, you know what? It was 
I, I'm an Elton John fan. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I thought Taron Egerton did a great job as Elton John. There you go. Mm-hmm. Very Definitely moving. Had look. He Definitely did, has a look. Did not have a nomination, unfortunately. Wow. But um, so I like I like Love Me Again. The other again, the other ones in this category, Stand Up from Harriet by Cynthia Erivo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious what that song sounds like being a Broadway professional. It's fantastic. Um, there's there's the song from Toy Story Four. I can't let you throw yourself away. That won't win. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> to the unknown from Frozen Two. We all know Let It Go took yeah. the world by storm. That won the Oscar. Into the unknown. That's uh, Brandon Urie, right? That's a. Uh... <laughs> I'm serious, isn't it? Who no? is it? Brandon Urie. Yeah. Brandon you mean Adina Menzel? Have... No, no, no he, she sang it. No, he, no, I think Zach's right. Yeah, I think yeah. I Interesting. I thought it was the Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. I thought. Wrote, wrote All I know is that Brandon Urie sings on it because um, my wife is a huge fan of the disco fan. Maybe for the you should oh, check it up, Zach. Oh, guy. The pop version. Yeah. Um, and, and for all the girls I have a crush on, I mean, he has a massive forehead. I just wanted to put that in there. <laughs> but that that takes I, again. I think mm-hmm. the favorites and best song and best score are gonna are gonna take it. Um, I don't see anything surprising. I don't yeah. know if the Oscars are gonna. I I always love when they play each song. Um, That's pretty cool. I they, I like that too because it's like, hey, this one best song. Let's hear it. You right, know? exactly. Like, prove I stopped, it to me. I stopped <laughs> trusting the best original song when they gave it to City of Stars, which was probably the worst song from La La Land. Which was a, I like mm. the musical. I know there was controversy over that best picture or snub or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, but and, I thought that was easily the worst song, and that and that's the one they gave it to. And there were some other really good songs that year. I remember I shook my head going, what in the hell were they thinking? Yeah. Um, so so I have a – I want to circle back because um, it's not often that we have experts on the rated pod. And um, <laughs> for, for the winning ticket listeners, I actually did just place a bet at – for Cynthia Erivo because it just went down 500 points. Did so it? Becca, wow. it, to put it in layman's search for Becca and Rick, it went from 25 to one to 20 to one. Wow. So that means that, so these markets I'm noticing um, for our gambling friends, they're very volatile. Um, for yeah. example, um, for best picture, one of them went from eight and a half to one all the way down to 2.75 to one. So, and that's something too, from a betting standpoint that I want to highlight last year, yeah. someone allegedly leaked who would win Best Picture? Uh-huh. That got bet so much of all the public money, and they didn't end up winning. Yeah, because someone, and that's one thing that I want to say to the betters in the room is that don't take these leaks. This is as airtight yeah. as it gets. It's yep. the Academy; they're not going to leak things. It's kind of right. similar to um, what we always say on our WWE episodes. It's very hard. Right. It's very tight-lipped. So, yeah. remember when they leaked supposedly Leo's Oscar, and that turned out to be completely fake? Was that for the Revenant? No, he actually uh, he, he won, won for that. the Revenant, but I think it was a different year. So you know what's a year funny? or two before. And not to get off track, but it's funny because I think Leonardo DiCaprio is a great actor. But when it's all said and done, when we look back at his best roles, the Revenant won't be in the top ten. Nope. No, it won't. That was actually no way. Rick, what do you think of the Revenant? Uh, eh. It's like whatever. Yeah, I'm a Wolf of Wall Street guy, man. Like that's yeah, that's, that's my stuff. That's what I'm into. I was upset when he wouldn't win for that. I thought he should have won for Wolf of Wall Street. He took that role solely to win the Oscar. Yeah, Let's be real. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, nowadays that, to win an Oscar, you have to either play a celebrity mm-hmm. that already existed in yep. time or pretty much change your entire being. Mm-hmm. That's how you win an Oscar. Yeah, definitely. Days, which is something I which, actually don't Which respect. is what our two yeah. best actor and actress favorites have done exactly this yeah. year, exactly. As, as you'll hear. And and for, for us, um, unless there's anything you want to get to, because I legitimately don't really know the field I'll say well. I'll, I'll mention one for best visual effects, because this is – I'm looking at the categories where the nominees are yeah. close. 
where there's not a favorite that's over minus like a hundred, like a thousand. Yeah. Um, best visual effects. This is interesting. 1917 is the favorite at minus 150. However, we have a couple of ones that I think that could play spoiler. Avengers Endgame uh, is plus 250. This is usually where Marvel, Disney usually get their offer. Yeah. Um, the Lion King, which is really it's trilled across the uh, the betting board. It's it's up to plus 700 now. Um, wow. which, which is interesting because the Lion King, um, was taken out of consideration of her best animated film. Although it mm-hmm. is a film that is entirely animated, save for the opening shot, which is the mm. only thing that's actually natural. Um, and, uh, the Irishman is at plus 550. Yeah, I, yo, the Irishman is basically an animated movie. <laughs> I was about to say, I think the Irishman should be for animated movies. Have you guys <laughs> We comboed the Marriage Story and Irishman yeah. into one episode, and that is our most played episode ever. I listened uh, to that episode. You know, Rick and I actually came at it very um, harsh, actually. So if we were on the Academy, we were not. We would not be casting ballots for much of those uh, movies, yeah. aside from actors and actresses, because Adam Driver and um, Scarlett Johansson did do a really good job. Yeah, but they're great. But I, yes, I kind of like the Irishman. I don't love that 1917 won Best Visual Effects. It did use a more traditional route with its visual effects, so it did use practical effects, which mm-hmm. which could be a feather in its cap. However, um, I like Endgame, and I like mm-hmm. The Irishman because, quite frankly, I don't think The Irishman is going to win anything else. <laughs> I think um, I think we're going to get a sympathy vote because of like and all this, the song. This could be it. This yeah. could be and it. If we're talking about Hollywood and we're talking about these seven thousand individuals, right. probably all have right. an undying respect. And uh, probably admiration all, they're for probably all a bunch of favorites. Yeah, to, Pacino, yeah. De Niro, Pesci. <laughs> it's sometimes though with too much star power, it's almost like it works against it. I mean, yeah. Martin Scorsese has been snubbed a lot. In my opinion. Yeah. One thing of- I want to bring up about Irishman, and I, I Becca brought this up uh, with regarding the score earlier, how a score can make or break a movie. Does Irishman have a score at all? It's no. Scorsese's movies usually have it's a soundtrack. He just finds period. Uh, songs. Yeah, I don't recall like the Irishman probably, having a score. Probably not. Uh, I was just gonna say. Now that I think about it, are scores supposed to be more subliminal, or is it supposed to be more of something that you think about? Like, wow, that was that was a cool sound. Like, I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. um, a great question though. It can help the thought-provoking aspect of a movie, but hmm. it's almost. It's almost meant to be going unnoticed. Yeah, yeah. Like- maybe maybe my palate's just not refined, but I can't remember any score. I actually, well, as somebody who uh, once again very little uh, background on this, I mm-hmm. would say that the best score is one that you don't notice because mm-hmm. if you notice the score, probably means it's out of place. Exactly. And my example wow, yeah. will be: I know you guys had mm-hmm. a kind of uh, mediocre take on a marriage story. Yeah. I thought in a marriage story, the score was great. Because it made you feel even more emotional exactly. and yeah. add it to the yeah. events that were going on. Right. Yeah, and for those who don't know, Zach is actually the music guy on the podcast. He actually <laughs> yeah, he's not rock. just a simpleton. <laughs> Zach, Zach is in the famous band Dead League. So no, that's actually we, a really we good. Here at the end of the yeah. Dead League, you can listen to them on Spotify right now if you want to. So oh, I do. Score is interesting. Um, so I, I see a movie like Marriage Story has a phenomenal score because it does kind of linger in the background. It's mm-hmm. almost like cinematography where you don't notice it. However, then you look at a film like Star Wars, and of course the score is noticeable. Yeah. And you actually walk out of the theater, you know, humming. humming. I'm, I'm yeah. a musical fan, so I like when the scores 
ask me to return to those themes. I'm going to highlight, um, I'm going to just snip, <laughs> I'm a musical fan. So every time <laughs> just, you make a bad bet, I'm just going to throw that in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I absolutely so, love that, and I hope you do. So I, just, I, just broke it. I, I, I think you should also slip out Zach saying, "I am a simpleton," and just that has to be a drop. I am the village idiot. I am just here for stats. I'm pretty sure you guys have on record me saying much worse things. You do, really do. So I mean that that's just me though. I see. I like when a movie focuses my attention on the score. Um, it has to fit, right? You can't play the Star Wars theme, you know, in Little Women. You know, it has it has to yeah. make sense. But having a moment like the Imperial March when Darth Vader comes mm. in—that's, I mean, that is, that's that's movies, but right? Let, that's what you think. Let me ask you something. Like, isn't that overplayed? Like the fact that how many Star Wars have we have? We well, I mean, that, that's just that's just one. Yeah, that I mean, and that's this, and Star that's Wars is thing. nominated. Yeah. So for me, if I was in the Academy, I'd be like. How many times are we going to hear the score well, of think, Star Wars? Well, think of like the, like a movie like The Godfather then, or something like that, which which again has an important score. Um, or, or ET, that's my favorite score of all time, and that mm -hmm. that's just like it's that's so iconic. Games. Back Back to the Future, mm. you know. Um, that's that's how I think of scores. It's nice when it fits in, but I like I said, I like when scores. You're right, Becca. The scores, I think, are the most, and music They're is the most. supposed to emote an emotion in you. I'll tell you this much. It's the most underrated aspect of filmmaking, which which is why the Disney company has done so well um, in, in lasting all these years. It's always the songs, you know? People mm -hmm. see The Lion King not to see the visuals. That's where they miss the mark on that movie. They do it to hear the songs again. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, yeah, that's and you, what you go in, you sing back. along, and then you notice that you exactly. spent an hour and a half watching the movie. Exactly. So, guys, I want to re, re go all the way back to what I asked originally. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between cinematography, screenplay, and picture? Um, I legitimately don't know. Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, cinematography and screenplay are just two aspects of filmmaking. Cinematography is how the film looks, usually mm -hmm. how it's colored, um, how the sets look. Um, it kind of like, kind of like the tone. Okay. Um, so you look at. You look at um, so if it's filmed in like sepia. Would you like me to? Not gonna would you is like that, me to is that almost strictly the oh, no. the video oh, no. aspect of the movie? What was that? I, cinematography is that almost strictly the video aspect of the movie? Yeah, it's it's kind of like hmm. when when you look at let's say you look at Van Gogh's Starry Night. Um, you could tell the mood of that painting. It's not particularly happy. It's not angry. Um, there's a serenity to it. That's what cinematography for movies mm. should do. I think is it, it rounds out the tone that maybe the dialogue can't yeah. do, maybe the music can't do all the way. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of movies that have won. If you want to pull up good, you know, movies that have won cinematography. Yeah, and just 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 to add before um, I look this up, I can do that too. Cinematography, based on the definition, is literally everything involved with the movie. So your on-screen visuals, lighting, framing, composition. Camera motions, camera angles. It's okay. pretty much how the director Filters. is seeing every single scene in the movie as an entirety. So that brings right. me to my natural so, do, you know, do you know what won in 2011 for best cinematography? Was it Inception. I was going to say Birdman That's, probably was Bir nominated. Birdman did win that as well. Because there was a bunch of movie there, shit. And you could think of Inception and know exactly kind of okay. what. So, there's a very defined tone. So my natural that. question is if, the, if cinematography is all the things that make up a movie... How is it different than Best Picture? So I guess what I'm asking is, sure. would would it be valuable to pick Best Cinematography for one movie and then also pick that same movie for Best Picture? Not necessarily because the actors are different. The actors mm. are 
probably the key role playing in mm-hmm. best picture. Okay. It's what's added to cinematography mm-hmm. is the actors is what makes the best picture. Got it. Along with the music yeah. and everything yeah. as well. Okay. But um, the visual aspect of a movie is really the cinematography. But everything together is, is the movie. That's that's oh, best picture. Oh, yeah, look at that. Learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's, I wasn't far off, right? No, you, you were dead on. And Rick, yeah. you know what? It's because when we when we start to review other movies and other shows, we're gonna be mentioning all these these good info from uh, the Della Luna's. You're you're absolutely right. It's it's um, a great educational experience for us too. We can use these uh, little tidbits of knowledge to uh, add to our own podcasts and reviews and, and things like that. So, so before we get to the big five, really. Um, I just want to, like, what did you guys see? What did you like most sure. out of all these anime or out of all these nominated movies? And also, um, John, I think you had a couple of snubs, and, and Becca, you too. And Zach, I mean, you've seen more yeah, movies. Yeah, Zach, than please feel free. If there's anything I, that caught your fancy, I want to hear about it. I, like, that's we talked about them all, man. I haven't mm-hmm. seen anything. Besides, <laughs> besides Toy Story Four, and uh, that's okay. I haven't seen else. as many as I would have liked to, mm-hmm. with it being such a busy year for us. Yeah. Um, but movies that I saw this year were Judy, uh, Joker, yep, uh, mm. Marriage Story. Uh, that was a good one. What's the Jennifer Lopez movie with her being a stripper? Hustlers. Uh, Hustlers. Hustlers, that's that's probably. I heard, I heard uh, that was a snow. Wait, this that, exists. That might be the yeah. one movie besides the Irishman in Toy Story Four I've seen this year. Oh, you I saw Hustlers. Irishman, kind of didn't because what was that, asleep. Rick? You saw Hustlers. I did. I saw it in theaters with my wife. Wow, that's not doesn't strike me as a movie you see with uh, your wife. But how was it? Was there a lot of booty? There was a lot of booty. Uh, nice. Yes, there was. A lot but of booty? I, here. <laughs> My unpopular opinion about the movie, I thought, oh, no. it, was very anti, thought it, was it was very anti-man. It was very mm. much playing into the meat. Oh. And basically, okay. what I took away from that movie was the premise was like, basically like, if you're a uh, underprivileged, starving, and uh, like basically troubled female that it's okay to drug successful men and get away with it. Mm. Oh, was Which that might okay. be a very, very, very harsh take on the movie. Mm. Okay, that is actually quite literally what Cardi B did. I think uh, Cardi B, who is in the movie, right, um, yes. actually came out publicly and was like, yeah, when I was a stripper, I drugged dudes and stole money from them. It was also weird because like, I did a lot of research after the movie um, on the, the person that the movie was actually based off of. That JLo played, and she actually is, I believe, now suing uh, not only Jennifer yeah. Lopez, but the uh, writers of the film oh, yeah, for basically so. inaccuracies. And mm-hmm. apparently, she didn't give them like proper permission. But, yeah. uh, oh, okay. That could I, be I why say, there's a snub. I will say, uh, yeah. JLo and whoever the other actor, the main actress yeah. was in that movie. Uh, they actually did a pretty good job. Like it was very believable. Cool. Yeah, I was gonna say. Now that we're we're on the topic of this, this specific movie, I know uh, JLo was a a pretty big snub. I heard she was mentioned quite a bit amongst the snubs. Is John or Becca, can anyone like shed some more light on that or no? Yeah, she she. I heard that she was a snub. Um, again, I think it comes down to campaigning. There probably wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of people who wanted to take seriously a a movie called Hustlers that had. Someone like Jennifer Lopez in it. I mean, yeah. for her first, I, th- I don't think this would be her first Oscar nomination, but 
Um, I just think it would take a lot of campaigning, which is probably what I don't know who really who distributed Hustlers, but they probably it might have been Warner Brothers, and they probably had many more movies with which to mm. which to work with. Um, okay, that's my guess. I haven't seen the film. I'm sure the performance was great. I think in, an Oscar worthy performance. It's it's tough to even determine what that means because I like to see actors and actresses being transformative. Yeah, I don't yeah. like to say that was an Oscar-worthy performance. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I don't want to think about I it. I actually so- think that Constance Wu, who plays Destiny mm-hmm. in the movie, actually did a better job than J-Lo did. Wow. Yeah, and that's maybe – maybe this might make me sound too much of a, of a layman, but um, what uh, – how does someone differentiate between a supporting – Actor and a lead actor. Like, well, you're not the supporting actor in the but, film. See, it's usually, but like, but like didn't Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks got the supporting actor in the movie about Mister Rogers, where he played Mister Rogers. Right. How, yeah. Who was the main character then? I think the writer of the book wasn't it. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. interviewed by a, uh, a journalist. I'm sure that. Yeah. I'm sure that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember them talking it's, about it on something that I watched. I forgot what it was, and they said that it. Tom Hanks was actually yeah. not the main character. It's, it's usually okay. it's usually screen time, but not always. It's usually just like at the end of the movie, yeah. who was the main character, and if that person yeah. wasn't, then, then it's the other. Yeah. Now, right. now, Zach, while we have you here, your first uh, rated podcast uh, guest appearance, can you give us a scale of one to ten uh, review for yourself, a little celebrity review of uh, Hustlers? Oh, Hustlers. Cool. Yes. What's your yeah. official rating? Yeah, what's your official rating. I'm going to give it a six, seven, five. Oh, oh, all right. I mean, that's, that's, that's worth viewing. Quarter point review. Because I, like, not, I love the quarter point reviews, by the way. <laughs> um, doesn't quite deserve a seven. To me, a seven is like a very good movie. Yeah, I would I agree. We, we, I, me I, and Dean I, are on the same page with that. Yeah. Movie. It's just under that. Whereas I think if anyone in this room watched it, you'd be thoroughly entertained, but you mm-hmm. wouldn't be blown away. Gotcha. Okay. Like it was not a bad movie yeah. by any means. The acting was very good. Uh, the story was, you know, there was really no plot holes to the story, mm-hmm. which yeah. probably was because it was based off of a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was an enjoyable watch, and uh, you know, like I said, I just didn't like the message to go along with okay. it. That tracked mm-hmm. from the quality of the movie itself. I like that. We'll uh, we'll send out a tweet with your uh, with your rating on there. Yeah. Get, you, <laughs> get get you out there. If, if I may, if I may introduce a snub, um, and of course I, I'm not w- very well versed in what was nominated, what wasn't. But um, Lighthouse, starring Willem Dafoe and yeah, Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. is, is that not nominated for anything? Because I, I, for anything. Wow, I thought that was actually a really good movie. Yeah. Um, that's one that I would probably put in like the. You can make an argument six and a half, seven. Yeah. Um, it was it was good. It was feelsy. Mm-hmm. It was um very noir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just getting on the topic of like snub to like just weird stuff that happens at the Oscars. Um, talking to the experts over here, the Della Lunas, um, recently the most uh, the most recent thing I could think of being like something that was out of the ordinary was The Martian winning for best comedy. Really? Oh, yeah. How does something the, uh, like that happen? That's just poor categorization by the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes Wait, was are- that the Matt Damon movie? Yes. yes where he won, an, uh, he won for uh, – the movie won for best comedy – and Matt Damon actually also won for best actor in a comedy or yeah. musical. So he basically destroyed <laughs> two categories. This, yeah. Okay, this is news to me. I did not know any of this. And Zach, thank you so much for bringing this up. I am baffled by this. John, how? <laughs> the, again, this is the Golden Globes are are to use a common term around these. Are simple things? They're very fucky. 
Um, <laughs> something fucky, right? Something fucky. They put musical and comedy in the same. They put musical and comedy, right, in the same. And I remember that Les Miserables technically won best musical slash comedy it at was, the Golden Globes. It was pretty funny. The Martian is neither a musical nor a comedy. This is asinine. This is just <laughs> ridiculous. It's a weird categorization. I think that the Golden Globe should do away with it. Um, the, it's a good the, movie. It just does, it's not one of those categories, though. So you want to hear what it beat to win? Yes, please. Oh, who's who's yeah. calling? Yeah, um, who's calling from like a 1995 office phone? <laughs> That's me, dude. <laughs> um, it beat out uh, Judd Apatow's Trainwreck. Okay. The Big Short, which I thought was a fantastic movie. Which did go on to win and a couple of Joy and Spy, which I don't know what it is. or I've To be seen. fair, yes, it winning Best Comedy is kind of egregious, but none of those movies are funny. Right. The they, again, it was, it was poorly categorized, where yeah. they didn't put Big Short into the dramatic Big Short's not category. a comedy either. Right. No, I actually, it was directed by a comedian. That's why. My hot take about that's, Big I'm Short is that That's the only reason why. What? Imagine the Wolf of Wall Street, except for being entertaining. They just told you how to buy stocks. Dean, I couldn't agree more. Thank you. I, right. it. I thought it was horrible. I hated that. It was movie. definitely. You notice too a lot of when a movie gets the Oscar nominations. There's so much buzz around it that it's just inevitable to be disappointed. A lot yeah. of these films are like they're perfectly solid six point seven fives. But mm-hmm. I th- especially this year. Looking at the Best Picture nominees, I mean, none of these, I think, are going to have a whole lot of staying power. Maybe Joker will because we're in a comic book era right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that for, for some of these films, again, you're not – the best movie of the year is usually not the one given Best Picture, which is so bizarre to say that. So it's – it's all it's kind of mm. like with the Super Bowl. Like yeah. you can there's probably a lot of people that say, you know what, the Chiefs weren't the best team this year. They really weren't. The Saints were. Or this team or the or the Niners were still the best team on paper and they just blew it at the end of the game. You know what I mean? So it's like I mean, every kind of competitive We're gonna bring it back to, to her, football, John. You know? Oh, well this this it's is a crossover worked. episode. So so guys, without further ado, are we ready to get into the top five or uh, the big five? Yes, let's at do the Oscars. It. So, if if I may start off, I already gave you my best actress prop. So, I think that might be a, a good spot to start. But before we get into the the top or the, the what is it, the big five, top big, five, big five, top five, the big five. five. I did want to mention that's in my ledger, and that is best costume design. Jojo Rabbit, and that's because they just won an award for best period costume mm-hmm. piece at the CG, CDG Awards. So, I did a little bit of. Um, research on this one and at the end i might be able to uh recap this or i'll just like tweet it yeah. out for you guys but there's some stuff but best actress i already gave it to you me and becker are on the same page here yeah. cynthia arrivo plus 2500 plus 2000 depending on when you're listening this might be minus 5000 <laughs> but um john any best actresses um you want to read yes. us the nominees um and so, the nominees are and the nominees are well here's your favorite and and sorry arrivo fans she's gonna win um, oh, Renee, Renee Zellweger as Ju- as Judy Garland, um, mm-hmm. I, I, and I I don't I don't think it's close. I get it. This is an actress of color playing Harriet Tubman, right? One but that's of the most, not even why. I think. One of the most influential, mm-hmm. you know, figures in American she was history. Though. Um, and I'm not out. saying that she doesn't <laughs> exactly. deserve it, but again, I think the campaign has been there. Judy's not going to win anything else. It might win for hair and makeup. And what are the odds of that right now? Minus twenty five hundred. Now, now, John, yeah. I got to. 
I got a question for you because we're both doing a, like a, a betting podcast and a review podcast at the same time. And I think there's a big difference between what you think will win and what you think should win. So do you, do you, do you think Renee Zagelweger is going to win and do you also think she should? Or it, do you think she's going to win but you think someone else is more deserving? Becca Del Luna has something to say. Absolutely. I, for one, am tired of if you play a famous person, you get an Oscar win over it. Mm-hmm. It happened last year with Remy Malik, which I did not find him good in that movie mm-hmm. whatsoever. I agree. I yeah. did not like him in that he, movie. I'm sorry. And while we're piling on, he has a weird face. Yes. <laughs> I just cannot. I cannot looks tell. like a frog. And I, Judy was one of the films that we did see this year, and I did not find her performance to be mm-hmm. interesting, captivating, or anything worthy yeah. of an Oscar. Wow. wow. She simply is going to win. Mm-hmm. And that's to answer your question, Rick, she is going to win. Do you think I do I think she deserves it? Absolutely not. Mm. But I think she is going to win because she's playing a famous person. And if you can play a famous person 60% of what they really are or really were in person, yeah. you're gonna win. And and, and that's that's yeah. only too the Academy is older. Yeah. So they remember Judy yeah. Garland. Yes. And oh, yeah. I, I remember the nostalgic part of I, I remember a lot when um for Rami Malik with the Freddie Mercury thing, yes. a lot of people that knew him. Uh, and same thing with um the the Biggie Smalls movie. Yeah. I remember they were saying that like his family went and they were like crying because it was so like close to like mm-hmm. how he actually acted. So there's something to that where if you could it, like in the Biggie Smalls case, if you could convince his mother that that's your son, exactly. then I guess that's a great acting performance. But, but I'm kind of with you. I mean, who the hell cares? Judy Garland was in Wizard of Oz in what, 1931? Or am I way off? I, I, you have Stack Guy look it up, but I mean, it's close enough. Yeah. It's, it's the so glad, Let me ask the, the expert <laughs> something very quickly. Mm-hmm. In your professional opinion, do you think it's harder to play an existing person or character? Or to play an organic character. An organic character. Yep. Organic. Because every, everything's from scratch. It. Yes. You have to develop that character from the bottom up. There's mm-hmm. you. Uh, so it's one thing if you're mm-hmm. playing a um, like a heroin addict, you're going to want to do research of what a heroin addict goes through and rehab and this and that. But if you're playing a famous singer, I mean, there's so much... So much to look at. There's so much research. Yeah, exactly. It's almost handed to you. But when you have to to create a character from scratch, there's nothing given to you. Yeah, you you have to make it your own. Another thing I'd like to add in real quick, since it's a a rated crossover, is we talk about somebody who played somebody. My one of my favorite all-time roles of somebody playing someone is Jim Carrey. Yes, Uh, Jim Carrey playing. Oh. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Andy, Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, was incredible, and that whole documentary on Netflix was mind blowing. Yeah, that was cool. How he yes. basically became yeah. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, that to me was incredible. And you know what? That that movie came before the whole trend. Yeah. Of, if you play a celebrity, you're gonna win an Oscar. Now, did that win any Oscars? Man on the Moon. Did it? Step, step Boys on it. So, let, let me ask you: um, Who do you think should win Best Actress? And um, yeah, who do, you, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win, and who do you think should win? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh okay. I wasn't sure you were talking to me because I thought we were, we were talking to Vega. Um, you know, uh, I don't think I have seen any of these movies with aside from ScarJo in Marriage Story. That's the only uh, movie I've seen of them. So my opinion really doesn't matter. I know Becca is a big fan of Cynthia Erivo. I 
up until maybe a couple weeks ago, didn't know anything about her. I watched her in The Outsider on HBO. Um, I don't particularly like her in that show, um, but I you don't like her. You don't like the character. It's really the character. So, oh, yeah. so it's not her personally. No, I, I think the the character is quite obnoxious. But it, it, no, it's not her. It's not absolutely not her. Um, so my opinion, really, for uh, the the female nominees, I have a lot more to say when it comes to the males. Uh, but my opinion for the females is is <laughs> means almost nothing. I mean, everyone seems like they're like. Renee Zellweger is a is a Ludo lock for this. So if I were betting, I'd, I'd put my money on it. Um, I know Becca said she thinks Renee Zellweger is going to win, and she probably thinks Cynthia Erivo should win. John said Renee Zellweger is probably going to win. Uh, who do you think should win, John? And a follow-up to that, if by chance Renee Zellweger doesn't win, do you think that there is an upset that would be worthy of winning? Um, because like you said, uh, maybe not everyone who's nominated is necessarily deserving uh, of being in the nominations. True. Um, I think that Renee Zellberger should win as well. Um, mm. In a movie like Judy, which Beck and I saw, that you're you're carrying the film. It's all on her. It doesn't matter who played the rest of the roles. There were some good supporters in that uh, movie. Everything else worked. But that's a movie where it's like the cinematography, the you know the music. It it. It doesn't take as much of a precedence as that. That is a star vehicle. This is a movie where you say that, like, like you're almost aiming for the best actress Oscar by even mm. writing a movie like this. I do think if there's an upset, I do like ScarJo for the upset. Mm-hmm. She's double nominated in best actress and best supporting actress. Again, it's going to be sad when she doesn't win any of them. <laughs> um, but if the if the Academy did want to show her some love, she's been nominated in the past. Maybe it's time for her due. Um, you know, the stars could align. She just had the biggest movie ever in Endgame, um, and she's got you know, Black Widow coming this year. It could it could be the year of ScarJo? Um, so so that's that's the second um, highest odds on DraftKings for it, what it's worth. And that's and the one I that, can see it happening. That's the one that I was going to bring up because um, you know, I, as I had mentioned earlier, Rick and I did do a Marriage Story and Irishman mm-hmm. episode, but Marriage Story um, that was the thing that we that we said that the. The movie itself was kind of underwhelming, but the acting performances were very compelling. Yeah. Um, and I think that might be a, a nice natural segue to no, uh, the male nominees, mm-hmm. where Adam Driver is also nominated for yeah. um, Marriage Story. And I feel like, and on that episode, Rick, if you recall, we did talk about Adam Driver singing at the end for, I thought maybe it would last 30 seconds. He sang a whole ass song. Whole song. It was, yeah, it was like three and a half minutes. Like, <laughs> like you were at a concert or something. So let me ask you guys this for the Academy. Is that something that he did just to cement this nomination to say like, Hey, this story, my character was so emotionally no. perturbed no. that I, no. I sang yeah, I as well. See that also, Adam Driver could sing pretty, pretty well. He's yeah. a pretty good singer. He was impressive. He is a, he's a he's, squeaky he's eyed ex, weirdo. Is he an ex what <laughs> Marine or ex Navy? Is he? Yes, he is. He's he a military. Yes, he, was. he absolutely was. And this is going to be more from the winning ticket podcast I'll, side I'll of Zach. I can imagine Adam Driver killing someone. Right? <laughs> he gives me that kind of vibe. I'm yeah. I, so, could, I could see it too. Of course, you know, the rest of the nominees are Jonathan Price and the Two Popes. Um, I believe Jonathan Price also played uh, the High Sparrow in Game of Thrones. Rick, can you confirm? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, he's a, he's a great actor. Uh, Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. I did not see that. Joaquin Phoenix and Joker and Leo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I want to start right here with Joaquin Phoenix. I assume he's the 
betting favorite? Yes. Yeah. And what what are the odds on that? Minus 5,000. Okay, so Joaquin Phoenix already won <laughs> is what I'm hearing. He, he's, no, won, but, he's won every award thus far. Yeah. It seems like it's it's a lot. And I think we all saw this, right? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I think, again, same mm-hmm. thing with Judy Garland. That that the Joker is a role, especially in a movie that's framed in such a way. Oh yeah, that this is this is a star he, vehicle. He has to carry the film. He dominant. He was right. in every single every scene. scene. There was right. no world existing yeah. outside of him. Yeah, this goes back to the point I made before: is you, in order to win an Oscar these days, you have to play a celebrity or completely mm-hmm. change your being. And in yes. this movie, right. he did that. He lost so mm-hmm. much weight. He. Uh, played somebody yeah. with a severe mental illness. Mm-hmm. You, it, you have to go to those lengths to win an Oscar. Yes. Now, he did it. Can you give us a Joker laugh back? No. <laughs> any any uh, credence to the fact that the Joker being played in the movie has already won a yeah. Best Supporting Actor award in Heath Ledger. Yeah, that's the fact I that thought about. It's been played already and it's been rewarded I, already. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. So that he had something to yeah. base it off of. Yeah, I guarantee you, there's some Oscar voters that pro- it's not going to be unanimous. And yeah. for that reason, saying less, we, we gave this and, and in recent memory. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. about this is 12 years ago, right? 2008. Yeah, I think it was my senior year. Um, experts, do you know what else Heath Ledger won a Best Actor for? Is that- was it Brokeback Mountain? Yes, it, it was, was Brokeback Mountain. Fun fact: This is Rick Chuba's mm-hmm. favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, I just can't quit you. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, but, but but being that we're talking about Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker, um, if Joaquin Phoenix wins the Best Actor award, does that cement him as the best Joker ever? I know even now this is a hotly debated topic. Um, is Joaquin the best Joker or win or lose? Is it still debatable? Not for me. Not for me. I it's, think it's Heath. Uh, I will. I will say one thing though. You using logic, if he wins Best Actor for the best actor for the same role that Heath Ledger did not win Best Actor for. Well, he won Best Supporting Actor say, because he yeah. wasn't the main character in the movie. Right. So there is a little mm. bit of a difference there. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I still, I still you're, think you, it's- No, you're, it is a different thing, but isn't it... When it's you're the lead, it's a harder job. That's a good point. But I, what I, you're, well, you're the face of the movie. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is the... Um, what's the term? Protagonist? Um, no, no, no. Uh, where it, it, you're seeing where the Joker... Origin? The, the origin, yeah, the origin story. story. Thank you. Yeah. The origin story. Yeah, you, you do get a full character arc. Where, yeah. where in the Dark Knight, you didn't get... You didn't get an arc from the Joker. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that... Um, I, I loved Heath Ledger's performance. I mean, on a completely separate debate, I love Mark Hamill as the Joker. He might be my absolute favorite. Mm. Um, hasn't been on screen, but his yeah. voice is... is now, now, John, I know you asked Becca for a Joker laugh. Can you give us a Joker laugh? Oh, stop. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear do, it. Do you is want a Joaquin Phoenix oh, Joker sure. laugh? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to I just preface this with uh, John has done quite a bit of voice acting himself. He has a couple side projects and podcasts, YouTube videos even. If you follow the man on Instagram, uh, you already know. If you don't, John, if you want to plug your Instagram, you feel free to do so. Uh, he does plenty of voice acting. So, John, please, for the love of all our listeners, so, so let the it rip. by Walking Phoenix sounds something like this. <laughs> It's very strange. I actually, is Joaquin there? I, <laughs> <laughs> I think John is one so best actor. That's yeah. a that's a tough laugh to pull so, off. Um, but, uh, who is the odds-on favorite for best actor right now? It's, it's, uh, it's Joaquin. And uh, what's the odds? Minus five thousand. Yeah. So, so just for you, you folk who are not familiar with betting, <laughs> minus five thousand is basically like 
ten dollars to win. Will the sun come out tomorrow? <laughs> what what do you have to bet to win like you have to like bet a five, dollar? You have to bet five thousand dollars to win one hundred dollars. That's what it so is. So if you divide right. that, you have to bet five hundred dollars to win one dollar. Yeah. Oh. So in other yes. words, there is no value in that. And yeah. it's almost like a guarantee to happen, more or less. Yeah. yeah. And I know on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why sportsbooks do that is because it's such a lock. They want, they, yeah. they know that that's going to be the outcome. They want people to bet on the underdog yes. so that they just make yeah. pure money back. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. they're not paying out. No one's going to put $5 billion yeah. on that. I, I think with DraftKings, too, the. Um, Either I know the max bet you can make is one thousand dollars, and the max you can win, win is yeah. also one thousand dollars. I I don't know if it's total or if it's per category, um, mm. but 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 so there there is a cap yeah. on all that stuff because yeah, if you're a millionaire, and that's it, that's an interesting you, concept you know? because uh, DraftKings, to my knowledge, has never put it on um, maximums and caps mm-hmm. of that nature. But guys, we're we're running a little bit uh, long. Of course, we have a, a lot of people in the room. But John, yeah. um, we got two of the big five. What are the other two? That are not um, sure. best picture. So best director and best original screenplay. There is okay. an adapted screenplay. So, so give me give me the original screenplay. What are the nominees okay. and what do you like? Best original screenplay. Um, so Parasite is the favorite at minus two sixty five. And we were wow, it's been so we haven't talked about that film at all. Yeah. Um, uh, an hour into an Oscar episode, we haven't mentioned Parasite. Right, which <laughs> which is which is a big favorite for a lot of these categories. Um, there's also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at plus 160 odds, Marriage Story at plus 1200, 1917, and Knives Out. No, no, no for any of those. Marriage Story, mm-hmm. I mean, Marriage Story is at the longest of shots because it is such a dialogue-heavy film. And mm-hmm. I do think it's a great screenplay. I mean, that scene with with um, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson fighting, I mean, that's, that's one of those scenes that'll probably get played in Oscar montages, mm-hmm. you know, years down the line. So that's very well written. Um, uh, if I could interject yeah, real yeah. quick, um, I don't know if you, if you guys have... I don't know if you guys look at like memes and other shit that uh, Rick and I definitely. Look at. <laughs> I you guys saw um, they spliced in Adam Driver's like rant. Where he's like, yeah, where he's like fighting in Marriage Story <laughs> with Star Wars. That's hilarious. And it, it like spliced, oh, and he's like, "I hope you get sick and die," and then starts crying. And like Ray, Ray from Star Wars is just standing there like, "What?" <laughs> also, <laughs> also, also we, we, you retweeted. Also, Dean, you retweeted uh, a guy doing a, a dub, uh, yeah. a voiceover of uh, a goofy voice for Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, which is the same dialogue. It's just, it's just him going, talking like goofy. <laughs> so, so go, go to the uh, Rated Pod <laughs> Twitter account and you'll see there's just like, I loved you. I always loved you. And you hated me. <laughs> it's hilarious. It gets me every time. Oh yeah, and of course uh, that that Twitter handle again is at rated pod. Um, real low effort on, on our parts, honestly. I think we have twenty followers. So yeah. We- yeah, we got your ass moving on that. We are uh, not good right now. We have more listeners of the podcast than we do followers on Twitter. So that just shows that we have yeah. not been pushing social media right. all that much. So that's something that we're going to be doing. So, so Johnny, we're saying yeah, so follow us, guys. So Parasite is the favorite. I do think that there is real play, in fact, for uh, for the betters out there. Plus 160 for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is uh, an Academy favorite in Quentin Tarantino. He's won. I'm, I'm curious if there if we could see how many. He's been nominated, I think, I'm pretty on. much every movie he's done um, with screenplay, and he's won a couple of them. Um, so I, I like his odds. He won the Golden Globe. I think he picked up a couple other awards. Um, and this is one of I know. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot so of John, people. 
Did you, you see know. the movie? I didn't see it. Nope. Okay. I was curious because I saw it. Didn't like it. That's actually yeah. what I've heard from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They did not like it. I didn't like it. I am. We we are the audience. We are the audience score of, of, of Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and uh, not a fan. Oh, the old fart yeah. noise, right? Yeah, yeah man. Has, uh, I think an acquired taste. There's some people who swear by him. There's yeah. some people who like still think every one of his movies is Pulp Fiction. And so but then you have you something know, as amazing as Inglorious Bastards. And right. It's, so he's capable of doing he something. He has one. Let's see. Pulp Fiction, he won. Mm-hmm. Inglorious Bastards won. Django, two. The Hateful Eight won. So he's got five Academy Awards. Right. To his Django team. was really good. Django Hateful was Eight good. was kind of stupid. Yeah. Inglorious Bastards is definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. So, so, John, then the other the other big five that's not Best Picture is Best Director. Best Director. So do, do you have Sam anything? I, I believe that that's going to be a Parasite win, right? I, I think Sam Mendes is going to win it. And he's the favorite. Yeah. Well, I, I like how that. much of a favorite? We need to know these M- Minus 560. So wow. I guess that is... It's not impossible. Oscar terms, based on the winners being like yeah, minus 5,000. Any, anyone under minus 1,000, I think, is like... They might not win. Right. What was the big... What was a decent upset last year, right? Greenbrook wasn't the favorite, was it? I don't know if it was, actually. A green book. Excuse me. Not Greenbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so best director. So, um, Sam Mendes directed 1917. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. So usually, and that was a single shot, right? Like they just, or they, they had, yeah. like, oh, it's, wow. it's, it's, fr- it's framed the illusion. Yeah. It's oh. the illusion of singles. Kind of like Birdman, okay. which for what it's worth, that one best picture. And I think, but that, did that win best director? I think it did. Wow. It did. So how often, and that, and that was best um, director and best picture like how are those often yeah, correlated often but not always often. exactly so is, it, is it 50 50 then probably often but not always would you say would you say 50 50 like where it said um or a little bit higher than that i would I, say a little bit higher i'd say like a little 80. bit higher looking at the last it's couple of, of best directors yeah because uh last year alfonso cueron won for roma um but mm. roma did not win best picture wow the year before that guillermo del toro the shape of water the year before that, that La La Land, Damien Chazelle. So actually, we're kind of in an every other year kind of mm-hmm. kind of flow right now. Cool. Um, so this year, so because they're so correlated, right? Mm-hmm. 1917 is the favorite for Best Picture. So naturally, a lot of people are thinking oh, Sam Mendes for I Best I want to get back onto Parasite. I yes, personally yeah. have not seen it. Did mm-hmm. you guys see so, it? So are we officially getting onto the Best Picture nominees? Yes, I just want okay. to make one quick case for for Bong Joon Ho for Parasite, mm-hmm. um, and this is a movie that is on my list to see. It's probably if I have to watch any of these Oscar films I haven't seen yep. yet. Yeah, for me personally, Parasite's the first one I'm going to see. Mm-hmm. It's a foreign film. Um, it, I mean, it's a shoe in for best you know best international film yeah. bar none. And, and a foreign film has never won Best Picture. Um, I think the last one nominated, and I could be wrong, was a personal favorite. I might actually have the Blu-ray down here in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, his life is beautiful um, oh, yeah. by Roberto Benini. Um, fan- fantastically beautiful film. Um, Parasite, I hear, is a big social commentary. It's about the poor working class mm-hmm. getting one over on the rich working class. Yeah, jo- um, our, our friend Josh. Oh, uh, was a big it. film And buff. he was like, he texted us immediately. He's like, yeah, you guys have to watch it. Person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he loves it. And this is... Aside from 1917, Parasite is the movie I'm hearing the most buzz so, about. So now, let me go ahead. Let's put our gambling hats on. Parasite mm-hmm. was, as being the second favorite movie, um, they still were at, I believe it opened at plus 875, wow. which is 
$10 bet gives you $87.50. It is all the way down to plus $290. Yep. $10 bet, $29. Yeah. So that means that tells me one thing, right? It doesn't tell me that people are have gotten a tip. It tells me that people are looking at the Oscars, they're yeah. being lazy. We always say, you know, the square mm-hmm. thing yeah. is to look and go, minus 275, eh. I don't want to spend two hundred seventy-five dollars and win a hundred. Why don't I just put my hundred on Parasite? Mm-hmm. And then because of that, yeah. the books are adjusting down. So I'm actually going to go ahead and say that it kind of similar to our Super Bowl episode on winning ticket that the the trap door will be betting on Parasite. Mm-hmm. You, John, you just said a foreign film has never won Best Picture, mm-hmm. and I don't think it will. I'm going to actually wait, sure. and this is a pure numbers betting play. I'm going to wait until the public gets. 1917 under minus 200 and then i will go ahead and take that I love so that that's something that i'm gonna do personally as far as the movies go i mean i may just be a fanboy i thought the joker was fantastic it was mm-hmm. I, I don't watch movies i don't watch full movies often and it really did transport me to like that time and era and i think that that counts for something i actually saw sure. parts of ford versus ferrari i thought it was stupid <laughs> so that's kind of my my. Yeah, uh, that I, one's. Kind I have of, no yeah. idea how and why that was nominated. Um, it's plus twenty five thousand to win Best Picture. That it, means it's it not winning, guys. Don't it waste doesn't your money. have a shot. Really, the plays here are nineteen seventeen or Parasite. Maybe there's some love for Joker since it does have the most Oscar nominations. Maybe it could surprise. Todd Phillips as Best Director is the longest shot at plus five thousand. Director's an interesting category because mm-hmm. all of them are assigned from Bong Joon Ho. They're all well known names. Sam Mendes, who won for American Beauty years back, Quentin Tarantino, Scorsese, and then Todd Phillips, I guess, is an unknown, but everyone knows the Joker. Everyone knows mm-hmm. his Hangover films. Um, mm-hmm. ah. So. Um, you know, there's there's some the play. guy who directed the Hangovers did the Joker. Yep, yes, he did. what a diverse man. Crazy, right? That's what, that's what the Academy likes too. That's why they yeah. honor him. Same thing with the Big Short. Adam McKay won Best Director. Mm-hmm. He's the same guy who directed Anchorman. So, wow. um, you know, these these are very fluid, uh, creative individuals. Mm-hmm. I love. I'm a huge. Not only am I a big animation fan, I'm a huge Martin Scorsese fan. Unfortunately, like I said, I don't think the Irishman is going to really take home yeah. anything. And, and, and of course, it, it feels good that two of the Best Picture nominees are literally mashed up in our episode number two where rick and i <laughs> extensively broke these down i watched both of these movies and honestly um they felt like op- oscar grabs yeah almost especially the irishman i thought the irishman i would agree with that yeah, yeah I I the was irishman was was grandiose and it yeah. was like almost like if we don't win an oscar we just wasted our time right. i was in the minority of actually thoroughly enjoyed the irishman but i think that was because i i said this previously that it was one of the very like few gangster-ish movies that had no loopholes and literally explained every single mm-hmm. thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And it was True. just it was I mean it was three and a half hours, so they better have gotten everything, yeah. you know, <laughs> every loophole closed. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that was nice. There was like no leaf left unturned. Yeah. So. It was it's definitely not one of his his better films. It was a good film overall. Mm-hmm. This is and it's funny because the Academy every year usually, even though a film's nominated for a lot of awards, they usually, one just gets forgotten. And I hate to say it, it's going to be Irishman this year. In fact, on DraftKings, there's only one film that you can actually bet that it will win zero Academy Awards, and it's The Irishman. And what's that at? That's for minus 167. And let me tell you something, I think I'm going to take that. Wow. So, so John... Hear from uh, if you're a big gambler, or even if you're a rated fan and you've never gambled before. I mean, definitely check us out at the Winning Ticket mm-hmm. Podcast. And that's John. This is his expert. He is the expert 
um, in this field, and he's saying his Again, best you guys bet, are being kind and expert, and, and I just uh, – well, no, you're the expert, dude. We have college degree theater. <laughs> you guys are, are well, well more versed to talk about this than we are. Local stars of stage and screen. <laughs> Irishman uh, uh, to win no Oscars, minus 167. I'll tell you what, that is going into my bet letter. <laughs> yeah. So, I would also so think, go ahead, John. Um, I was going to say I'd also bet – I mentioned it before. Taking the unders on a lot of these films I think is the best bet. 1917, for example, minus 137, five or less. Five Oscars is a lot to win for a film. Mm-hmm. You have to take it the really technical happens. awards in, into, mm-hmm. into play here because, like I said, sound editing and sound mixing, mm-hmm. if it cleans up those categories, that's two. Yeah. So you have to really pick and choose. You have to look and see. I wouldn't – every film mm-hmm. on this list in DraftKings for winning more than the Oscars is, is so, plus Oscars. John, let me ask you. Yeah. If you had to tell – your average square uh, okay. listener, like myself, okay. say, hey, you know what? If there's one takeaway from this podcast, there's one thing that you would like to place – like I'd like you to place wow. your money on. What's your best bet? What would it be? Okay. My best bet. Okay. okay. Would you think it's the under under five for 1917? That sounds pretty good. That I, sounds pretty good. I would, the odds aren't crazy. I would take – honestly, let me just – I'm just going to do a quick brush sure. through. And while you mull that over, um, um, I, I think that – now is a good natural time once John gives us his mm-hmm. his best bet to just go around the room and say what is what is the best picture? What do you what would you if I gave you ten bucks and said hey you could take one of these to win best picture? What what would you go with? Uh, Rick, out of the movie listing, like what have you seen and what would what do you think would win? That is a great question. I haven't seen a lot of them. You know, one of the ones I've been meaning to see and haven't because. As everyone in this room knows, we've had bachelor parties, weddings, careers, yeah. uh, <laughs> holidays, all these things. So I haven't seen Joker, and sight unseen, I'd probably put my money on uh, on uh, either 1917 or Joker. Um, I think I'd probably say 1917, just because that seems what it's getting mo- most love. Um, but if, if I didn't put it on uh, 1917, I'd put it on Joker. Like I said before, I've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not a fan. Saw Irishman. Yeah. Not a fan. Marriage yeah. Story. Not a fan. So mm-hmm. it seems like uh, I've heard great things about Parasite, and everyone keeps telling me to watch it, and I will. But I, it's hard for me to get past the subtitles, so yeah. that's why I haven't seen it yet. Um, but 1917. If if I were a gambling man, I'd say I'd put it on that. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing too. I think from um, from my gambling perspective, I would go with. 1917, like I like I had mentioned, I'm going to go ahead and wait until the public gets these odds into a, a better spot for me. Um, there is one thing that I will say about the subtitles aspect, and John, you had mentioned Life is Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the best subtitle movie I've ever seen was um, Pan's Labyrinth. Ah, Yo, okay. I saw that too. It's fantastic. That's the one in Spanish, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Great movie. And, yes. So, my, so, so Zach, what do you think? I totally agree. Here we go. I feel like every single year, like they always throw a curveball somewhere, yes. mm-hmm. and it's never. It seems like the best picture. There always seems to be the the weird one that everyone just like what, mm-hmm. what that one. That? Yeah, and I said it earlier in the podcast that the Academy respects people. We talked about them being nostalgic, and for that reason. I think they're not going to ignore the star power of the Irishman. Ooh. So, oh. 5,000. 
I'm gonna place a place a ten dollar bet on that because ten dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's five, five now are you gonna place a bet on them to actually win any Oscars? I mean, if you think they they might win Best Picture, you got to put something on them to win win something. Because John was saying there there's a bet on them to potentially win zero. Yeah, you got to put money I, on that, right? I, I like it. I like it as the the long shot. I like it as yeah. the long shot because it's one of those things. that's kind of like I feel like almost like the uh, like the last hurrah. Mm-hmm. For Scorsese, Pacino, mm-hmm. De Niro, Pesci, like they all respect those guys so much. They've had so much success. Mm-hmm. They put all this time and effort in creating this mega film. I feel like this could be like yeah. uh, almost like a, a like a thank you type. Okay, film. I think it would be absolutely hilarious if it won Best Animated Film, but it is not nominated for that. <laughs> but, but that, <laughs> that would be yeah. hilarious. That's my real best bet because I will put I will put actual money on Klaus winning best. Yeah, animated yeah, I I will be very happy if it wins. Uh, love that. And I only watch it because Rick watch it for the Christmas episode, and yeah. it was it was great. Good. But John, um, what is your best bet, and then what is winning best picture? Okay, my best bet for best bang for your buck is Quentin Tarantino best original screenplay. At plus one sixty odds. Wow, that's probably my best. Going bet. there right now. Betting it as we speak okay. right now. Um, the other favorite is Parasite. Again, that I don't know if a foreign film screenwriter has ever won in that category before, and it isn't a different language. So I think with screenplay too, you're talking about translation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's a little fucky. Yeah. Um, and, and the Academy loves Tarantino, mm-hmm. um, and he's won in the past. So a lot of handicaps working for it. Um, for best picture. You know, Seattle Dragons plus 1,200. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, it's it's the square play. It's going to come down between 1917 and Parasite. Mm-hmm. If you want to be risky, I would take Parasite at plus – I have it at plus 275. You said you have it plus 290. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would have – again, the smart play, I'm with Rick, 1917 best picture. I have it at minus 200. Yep. Um, and and I will say if that's you just are, the fair one. If that's, you that's, are that's backing the... that, then definitely wait until Sunday at like yeah. five o'clock. So I would, the... I would a lot of these if you could, because the, yeah. the, unless Bes- there's besides a the, the real long shots, because our best yeah. actress went all the way down already. Really? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I already got it at plus two thousand. Mm-hmm. But that, that's that's really interesting, John. So Becca, yeah. what do you think? Oh, what's your favorite like category? Do you think is like what do you feel most confident in? And then what do you think is your best picture? To be honest, I think the most confident one I'm, I have is Best Actress. I, I do think they're just going to give it to Renee Zellweger. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what I will say, kind of going off of what Zach said, I always believe that there's going to be a curveball. There's mm-hmm. going to be something that wins yeah. or someone that wins mm-hmm. that nobody expects. And my two picks for that are either going to be Jojo Rabbit for Best Picture. Mm, I think that has an, uh, a possibility of winning. Or Jonathan Price for Best Actor. Oh, wow. I hmm, think right. long shot, but it may just happen. The, the longest shot. I mean, shot just look at every, every year that Rio was supposed to win and did it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's great um, betting info, too, if you want to take that. He is um, the... Yeah, the, the highest odd um, best yeah. actor. I will literally take that. Becca knows what she's talking about. Well, I can't speak for the betting aspect mm-hmm. of it just because I don't know anything about betting. But mm-hmm. from the Oscars aspect of it, I do think there's yeah. going to be a curveball. There was last year with best actor. It could happen two mm-hmm. years in a row with best actor. And, and if you think actor, about it, hold on. If you think about the people in front of him, Leo's not going to win twice for this role. Uh, obviously, That's he just won best actor. 
Antonio Banderas, I, I don't really see that one being. You know, I, I don't even know what Pain and Glory is. So now that, that's that's one of those. It's like you you see the film and it's. I know the name. Right. And Antonio Banderas. And then Adam Driver at plus 1,000. I, I don't really see that happening. So the natural, I think, second favorite better betting person would be Jonathan Bryce. And it seems like a pretty weak grouping this year, doesn't it? It really does. And and in that regard, I think the plus 6,600. So, Rick, that is 66 to 1. So you give me your $10 bill, and if he wins, you get $660. This is for Jonathan Price? Jonathan Price and the two popes. And no, you know, I've got to wager that right now. Why not? <laughs> and I'm a little bit surprised that, um, and of course, I, I guess that he dominated uh, the film. Obviously, I didn't see um, the two popes because Anthony Hopkins is a um, renowned actor and he is up for best supporting actor at plus 5,000. Um, of course, uh, Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is kind of um, dominating that. And then Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, and Tom Hanks. Hey, yeah, that's a star-studded category. And, and I, I really think that there's a lot more star power in Best Supporting than there is in Best Actor, which I think actually leads to the credence that I think that there is a lot of value in that deep underdog. So, Becca, that's a great point. I'm actually going to look to that to throw that in my ledger, too. And, the guys, honestly – if you bet one dollar, you win sixty six. I was just about to say one dollar, even for best picture. I feel like it's worth it to just bet like a dollar on each of the long shots over one thousand. Yeah, if you spend ten dollars, I mean. So yeah. So Beck, you were thinking and you win one? We, we did some research. You were yeah. thinking of twenty fifteen. Yes. Um, I think what I really was thinking about was last year's best actress. Mm. Who oh. was? Oh, was supposed to be what's her face, and everyone was all mad. Twitter was going off about yes. it. Was Lady Gaga. No, no. Lady Gaga was not a front runner last year. I thought she would. I mean, she is in my heart. (laughs) That's really all that matters, right? Exactly. We were also cross. I was thinking maybe. So you're talking about upset in some categories. 2015 for Best Actor had Sly Stallone, Mark Ruffalo, Tom Hardy, Christian Bale. Wow. And your eventual winner, unknown Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. Spies. Wow. That's why I feel like these so, categories what, for best actor and what, what actress. What were the movies? For what did Sly Stallone get nominated for? The Big Short. <laughs> Big Short was Christian Bale. The Revenant. See Tom Hardy. See, Spotlight, which, Spotlight which won best picture. Yeah, wow. And then Sylvester Sly Stallone playing Rocky. Again, wow. Creed. So. Yeah. Adrian. That's a great point that you brought that up because I feel like that's so similar to this pool right now because if you think about the names like Tom Hardy didn't really do anything in the Revenant that movie kind of sucked. Uh, Christian Bale, all he did was act like he had Asperger's. Right. Who yeah. cares? Mm-hmm. Like, he walked around with no shoes on. Wow, what a compelling performance. Yeah. And then what, what were the other names? Uh, you had Sly playing uh, Rocky. All right, we've seen that a million Mark times. And then Mark Spotlight. Ruffalo playing in Spotlight, which which did go on with yeah. the picture for its work. That was a good movie. Although yeah. I, Damn. See, I, I That's the like only Spotlight. one that I was like, oh, man. Yeah. But, but I will say, it, it's kind of similar where if you could take a, a plus 6,600 – and a minus 5,000 and flip a coin, Right, I'm putting my house on it every single time. Because yeah. there's a chance that I'll be the richest person yeah. in the world. Yeah. So that's actually a really cool one. I'm and throwing that in. the thing is, I think there might be the possibility that Joaquin Phoenix doesn't win only because he's a little too political. He makes yeah. his, his speeches. Mm-hmm. Whether that's good for ratings, maybe that's why they do yeah. it, or they don't want. They just don't Ooh, want he's, that he's, for their show. He recently, he, he's in his last speech, he opened and criticized the Academy for not exactly. providing enough of diverse. Oh, he best actor criticized. Oh, yeah. against them now. You don't insult oh, the Academy. Right. Guys, criticize it, it, it has made the ledger plus sixty six hundred. <laughs> that is that is literally like oh, this team is down. Yeah. 
I think he's a dark horse here. I mean, yeah. nobody's he did win a Golden Globe it. too. So for this particular, he game. did. Love but it. I, I think there's going to be a dark horse here. Whether it's Jonathan Price, like I said, or Antonio Banderas, or congratulations, Antonio. Del Luna's. You have made me excited for the Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there we I, go. I might actually yeah. watch it this After year. a long day of XFL, you have the Academy Awards. Yeah, I'm very excited now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna watch this year, actually. You know, I usually don't. I just wanted to circle back to you, John. I know you said you think, if, like, for, from a gambling aspect, you would pick 1917. Do you think it should win, or do you think something else should win? Because I know you'd put your money on it, but do you would well, that be your pick? I've seen Joker, The Irishman, and Marriage Story. And while all three were great films, I can't call any of them the best movie I've seen this year or I guess in recent memory. None of them stick out saying all these movies are fantastic to me. Um, Ford versus Ferrari has absolutely no campaigning going for that it. That movie sucked. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's actually a Fox movie that I think since Disney just picked it up, they probably campaigned for it just to get the nomination. Um, and it does have it has Matt Damon and Christian Bale in it, so it does have some star power. But again, none of these guys made the actor list mm. at all. Um, Little, Little Women won't win. No. This is an adaptation. This is a story that's been adapted. I don't know countless Too times. times. It was an anime at one point. Really? I think that that link I sent before to you, Rick, the Honest Trailers I talked about that. Um, Jojo Rabbit is interesting because it's it's a there's not really a lot in the category of funny Nazi movies. But the Oscars um, love children. The Oscars do love children. Good point. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, again, it's a movie about movie making. That could be uh, you know, something that, that, that maybe like could character. warrant it. I do like those kind of films. Again, I haven't seen it. Um, just based on what I've been hearing, 1917 sounds like it's, it's an achievement in cinema. Does not necessarily mean it's the best movie. There's been plenty of movies that have been, like Birdman was a Fine movie. Again, wouldn't call it in my top 100 probably yeah. of movies I've ever seen. Um, I'm anticipating that I will see Parasite and that I will enjoy it very much. Mm-hmm. So that should probably win. All right. So, so yeah. you, we gave you guys a ton of uh, betting info. I mean, we have some some really good plus odds on the ledger. And, of course, like I'll be tweeting these out, um, my bet slips of things that I'm going to be yeah. taking. And, of course, um, if anything changes, we'll update you on that. That is at winning TIX pod on Twitter. And of course, if you really liked um, kind of more of the, I don't want to say silly, but more of the analytical side of the yeah. actual enjoyment. Let's talk about the, entertainment. And the emotion right? felt in it. I know that in, in gambling, you got to take all the emotion out. But um, of course, check us out on uh, at rated pod on Twitter. It's Rick and I, who is our lovely co-host that uh, I'm glad to see your face in the little telecast here. But um, guys, we always like to end our episodes with questions. So our last episode, we asked the question, what movie franchise would you like to star in if you were an A-list actor? So I want to go around the room here. Um, let's let's start with Zach. Zach, what do you what do you want to star in? Oh, my God. If you were an A-list actor. Would, you- would, it, would it help, actually, if uh, Dean and I said ours first to give you a little time to think and see what our examples? I got to think here. So, so Rick said that he would be James Bond. Um, oh, I could see that. Rick, I and, could definitely see and that. And I said that I would Thank want you. to be in the Fast and Furious franchise because they literally make $100 million every time they make a movie. So I would be really rich and I could hang out with Vin Diesel. And I could offer... They probably make more than $100 million, actually. (laughs) All right. Uh, My wife isn't listening to this, so I'm going to say it. I would like to be uh, like the post post, um, 51st Dates Adam Sandler. (laughs) 
paid millions of dollars to make terrible movies, have a great time, and kiss pretty girls. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I would watch every movie. <laughs> I think the ugliest girl that Adam Sandler has ever co-starred with is like Salma Hayek. I was just about like, to say he literally, he literally who is a ten. <laughs> That's a really good point. Drew is actually the ugliest girl. But, but he does, he has a crush on Drew. That's oh, that's, that's, that's a fact. So listen, John, if Drew Barrymore is the ugliest girl. I have to kiss. Woe is yeah. me, folks. Oh, man. Sorry. I have to go and record horrible movies and kiss pretty girls. Yo, so but seriously, sorry. how much fun would it be if you were Adam Sandler? It's true. Period. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so laughing all his way to the bank. All of it. So, all so John, it. what would you star in? I would, um, I would probably take over the John Ratzenberger role in Pixar films. He's in every Pixar film mm. doing a voice of some kind. Wow. Um, he's most famously Ham from the Toy Story films. Oh, yeah. I never knew yeah. that guy's name. Way to go. I don't know. Cheers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, oh, he's so cheers. John, you'd be a voice he's actor. Great. I'd be a voice yeah. actor. Yeah. If, no, who That's is the, who most is the highest thing. grossing voice actor? Wow. Yeah, you it, are the stat boy. Why are you asking me? I know. What do we have you here for? It's probably Frank Welker. See, like I would have no idea what um, Frank Welker looks like, so that would be a good gig because you could be a bajillionaire, not deal with well, any well, of the publicity. Well, what's funny, Frank Welker is still, I believe he was the voice of Optimus Prime for a while, and he is still the voice of Fred from Scooby-Doo from the 70s. Still does the voice. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's what happens. You know, he's got to be in his 70s at this point, but he's just, you know, if your voice is Optimus Prime. I th- it might have been somebody else. I might be getting my... There's a lot of, but I think wow. he's John wants to make a lot of money just talking, and I think that's beautiful. We get paid for doing exactly what we're doing right now. If, if I had to do a yeah. live action film, I would love to do a reboot of Back to the Future, um, and I'd love to play Marty. That's awesome. I'm very interested to hear Becca's. Becca. Telling me about yeah, it. I'd love to hear this. I think I would want to be in the Harry Potter. That's good. Really? Marty. You'd be Hermione. I'd either be Hermione or even just. And not maybe the ghost be, that haunts be Snape. The... Muggle number three. <laughs> Muggle number three. You know what's so funny, and and Rick, maybe we're gonna do some uh, some like trilogy episode where we just talk about like the the best and worst trilogies of all time, uh, or I guess I of- I think that's a great idea for a future episode. I know John and I talked about this uh, during uh, Chez's bachelor party weekend. Uh, actually, he said that the best trilogy is the Back to the Future trilogy. Um, so I know me and him debated that quite a bit. I'm I'm just realizing that Harry Potter is not a trilogy, so no, it's not a trilogy. I only recently seen three of the movies, yeah, including Harry Potter five with John and Reader in the movie theater. So I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but that's very. I would watch it if you started it. I think it looks like so much fun to be in those. You know, you know what's funny though about trilogies now is some of them are even because now with reboots and Mm re-updates, like they're not even like even Indiana Jones is technically not just a trilogy anymore. No, Star Wars is not just a trilogy. Now technically, so so for Star Wars for trilogies, I would consider the three trilogies a trilogy. I do. I I think Star Wars is three separate trilogies. And then actually, on our Star Wars episode, we had determined that. The um, episodes one, two, and three might be up there for the the best trilogy of Star Wars, mainly because the new ones are are piss. Well, right. it's not better than the original three, but we it was debated whether or not it was better than the the newer three. That's, if, that's if a one, better debate. If one and two weren't <laughs> complete dog shit, then we would have something to talk. But guys, for voice actors, actually the top ten, um, just as far as grossing goes, 
Trey Parker, who is half of oh, South Park. Oh, that would be a great time. Uh, wow. Tress McNeil is on The Simpsons. Billy West, who is uh, Fry. Oh, yeah. Seth MacFarlane's probably up there. Rob Paulson. Um, Charlie Adler, who apparently is from... John Trent. Benjamin's got to be there, too, right? No. <laughs> well, that's a crime. <laughs> Nancy Cartwright from Simpsons. Tom Kenny from SpongeBob. Seth MacFarlane is number three from Family Guy. Uh-huh. Um, who is... Hear me out. It'd be much these, more fun these... to be Seth MacFarlane than Tom Kenny. Like, SpongeBob? Yeah. He's got to be so sick of it by now. Honestly. And, John, can you, can you guess... Um, the two and one. The number one. So I'm, I'm thinking when I said Frank Welker, I'm probably thinking of the one who has the most credits to his name. This, this might be just the, just the most, I guess, highly are, rated. Are, are they Simpsons actors? One is Simpsons. Is, is Dan? Is it Dan Castellaneta? Yeah, yeah. he's Homer. Number and, and others. Number one is actually, I guess, the most revered and not highest grossing, and that is Mel Blanc. Ah, yeah, I guess so. He definitely didn't who make does, the who most was, money. What he voice? They said that he's the oh, man the, of a, a thousand voices. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, every, yeah. everybody. Pretty so much. is John's <laughs> idol? My idol. He's regarded <laughs> as the most prolific actor ever to work in Hollywood with over a, se- a thousand screen credits. He, yeah, oh, wow. he did. I mean, he was he was everyone who did voice work for the longest time. Very cool. But guys, um, um this has been a, this has cool. been a great time um, yeah. breaking down the Oscars. Uh, we, we went a little bit long, but we have um, a bunch of new guests, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It's going to be a, a nice and yeah. quick listen. So, of course, if you know us from the Winning Ticket Podcast, uh, continue to follow us on Twitter at Winning TIX Pod. Um, we've been adding a bunch of stuff, and of course, we just. Uh, upload an episode tonight and then if you're from rated check us out there and if you are from the winning ticket and you want to listen to rated rick and i work really hard to um kind of give you reviews and we want to tell you why you should press play on something um i know that we have a couple episodes coming up where we're going to talk a little bit of music which we haven't gotten to some phone apps um we've discussed video games movies um some are nominated for best picture um and just everything like that. And we always end with questions. Um, so, Rick, we'll do that on the next episode unless you have a, a pressing question right now. I I don't. We've had so much to talk about. Uh, we're at an hour and a half already. I didn't even think of a parting question because I wanted to make sure we had plenty of time to fit in all the important uh, stuff that we so, had to get to. So definitely check us out on our next episode at, at Rated. You can find us anywhere that podcasts are found. And same with the winning ticket. We're on seven platforms on each. So, Rick, uh, don't you have a little a little send-off for us? I am going to send us off. And being that we have a crossover episode uh, with the Rated Podcast and now the Winning Ticket Podcast, I'm going to sign us out with place your wagers, throw some ragers, hang with your bros, love your hoes, and as always, watch those shows. Yeah. <laughs>